0: Voting rights is about as hot a topic as it gets in politics right now. Democrats, led by President Joe Biden, have pushed legislation setting minimum standards for access to the ballot for months, only to be stymied by Republicans in the Senate. Former President Donald Trump keeps the issue in the spotlight, repeating his unfounded claims about voter fraud over and over again. Much of the debate has centered around whether voting laws pushed primarily by Republicans out in the states amount to discrimination of minorities. One thing our reporters at Seeky Roll Call have found, though, is that regardless of the rhetoric, several high-profile minority candidates and lawmakers have been able to raise a lot of money for their 2022 races. And here to talk about her reporting is senior writer Kate Ackley. Hello, Kate.
1: Hi, nice to be with you today.
0: So again kate like no shortage of rhetoric on on both sides um you know last month the president went down to atlanta and and delivered a speech uh, in in which you know, he sort of laid out some very stark choices. You know, for uh, w- for what he said, the American people have to deal with about uh, access to the ballot. He did it at Martin Luther King's uh, old church, which Raphael Warnock, a current Georgia senator, is the pastor of, uh, and and just said, "This is you know, this amounts to discrimination and Jim Crow uh, 2.0. It's a it was a sort of a lively statement, especially made down in the South, where people are are. Uh, you know, still uh, smarting over some of the the uh, scars of, of the Jim Crow era, and uh, but what you found in in going through the Federal Election Commission filings over the most recent, the there was a deadline recently uh, at the end of the month, is that um, regardless of that, regardless of some of the criticism that that has been focused on Republicans, that uh, there are several minority. Uh, lawmakers on the Republican side, we'll get to some of the Democrats too, but the, there was some real like significant money being raised by either current lawmakers who are running for a reelection or, or, or candidates who hope to join them in the house or Senate.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's definitely interesting and it's maybe a little bit counterintuitive, um, in the, with the context of the voting rights and election overhaul debate, which I've been covering. Um, you know, well, I think maybe one of the biggest uh, kind of fundraising stars right now among Senate Republicans, I think he might be raising the most um, in terms of for his reelection campaign, is Senator Tim Scott, who is a Republican from South Carolina and he's Black. Um, and he's, you know, he raised, I think in the fourth quarter, about $7 million, which is just a, a really strong fundraising haul, um, you know. And he doesn't have uh, you know, I don't want to say he's a shoe-in for re-election, but he is heavily favored. <laughs> um, you know, and I talk to people who are kind of in the fundraising scene. And, you know, there are kind of I guess whispers, is he running for president? Will he or, you know, mount a presidential campaign in 2024, or does he have maybe some other um you, you know vision for the future beyond just winning re-election. Um, he is up for re-election this year. Um, but does he have ambitions beyond that? You know, leadership, obviously uh the leadership jobs, obviously um you, you have to raise a lot of money typically to get those positions. So um he's been really interesting to watch and he's clearly trying to influence um the Republican Party, how it looks. Um, he's Um, he's got a pack that's separate from his own reelection money. And that, you know, he's been endorsing candidates. Um, And many of the candidates are people of color as well. Um, And some of them are tapping into, you know, these are are all Republicans, um, but are tapping into a really strong base of donors. And one of the candidates that I spoke with, um, his name is Wesley Hunt, and he is running for Texas's new congressional district. It's the 38th district. It's in the Houston area, um, and Wesley Hunt is a an Army veteran. Uh, he ran in a different nearby district, um, and he lost last cycle to Lizzie Fletcher, a Democrat, um, but he came very close. And he's you know mounted this um, new campaign in Texas 38. He raised um, a million dollars in the fourth quarter, which is uh, for a candidate, um, a non-incumbent, you know, a non-member of Congress um, candidate. That's a really big haul. And it's not a he doesn't have a particularly it's a it's a crowded primary. Um, The Republicans, uh, the primaries in Texas are March one. So they're coming soon. He's heavily favored to win, according to, you know, Texas polling. Um, and if he wins the Republican primary, uh, it's a solid Republican district, so he's likely, you know, would be coming to Congress um, if he wins the primary, which he seems favored to do. Um, but it's it's just a really interesting um, example. His campaign and and the candidate Wesley Hunt shared um, with me and with uh, with CQ Roll Call their. You know the fundraising numbers in advance, so we got you know a we we got sort of the scoop on that, Um, and you know I think it's it's there are a few things going on, and and one is that Republicans, particularly House Republicans, you know, are making a real concerted effort to recruit candidates um, who are people of color, and they won you know in twenty twenty. Um, you know, obviously Democrats retained control of the House, won control of the Senate and won the presidency. So, you know, the 2020 elections were really terrific for Democrats, but there were some, some negative spots for Democrats. And that was in the House where they actually lost seats. And the seats that they lost were won by candidates who were in kind of these three categories that um, House Republicans are like like to tout women, minorities, and veterans. And so some of the women, there were two women in California that won seats. Um, both of them are, you know, have Asian American heritage, young Kim, and Michelle Steele. They have also been posting huge fundraising numbers. Um, you know, more than a, a couple million in a quarter. Um, I think, for young Kim. So, you know, it's just an interesting sort of, um, I, I don't know if it's a trend exactly or or what, but you, you talk to Republicans and, you know, even as they're opposing the voting rights overhaul, the elections reforms, um, they are working to recruit more candidates that look like America.
0: It's interesting I mean in in your reporting and talking to to Wesley Hunt in particular I mean he seemed to be ready you know with a sort of a counter argument which was that you know my father you know he, he he grew up in Louisiana my father was a a product of the Jim Crow South and to call what you know people are doing and asking for for people to get a a, a you know to show ID at the polls you know he he says that you know his father just wouldn't have any like sort of tolerance for that and 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 it seems to be that there's there's that sort of um, counter argument that they're that they're ready for, and then there's also you know the the their their own, which is that like if if I'm you know why would I join a party that's discriminating against people? And I, I mean again, that's the counter argument. I'm not I'm not I'm not you know giving it any weight or so forth, but it does it does seem to fly in the face of of you know of them being able to you know. They have the counter argument that the, here is here are our candidates. They're raising money there, and they don't think that these are onerous, uh, and and that seems to be fairly consistent across the 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 folks that you've talked to in your reporting.
1: Yeah, and I did talk to one um, one source who is, has been pushing hard for the voting rights um, bills. Uh, he's a founder of Black Voters Matter, and you know he had kind of a different perspective from the Republican party's perspective and his was that, you know, these are not mutually exclusive things and that you can have a party that is on the one hand trying to uh, restrict voting and, and discriminate along um, racial lines and still, and still prop up or, um, you know, uh, recruit and give big money to, um, to candidates who are black and, you know, people of color. Um, so I think there you know there's there's certainly um it's not like it's a settled debate or anything like that but you're right Wesley Hunt uh really took issue with some of the rhetoric um and you know so did Senator Tim Scott during the floor debate uh recently in, you know on the Senate about the voting rights bill he took issue with the with the terminology of Jim Crow 2.0 and even Senator Cory Booker who's a democrat from New Jersey who has um, you know, he grew up in New Jersey, but his family, his uh, family had roots in the South. His father grew up in North Carolina. Um, so obviously, he's very familiar with um Jim Crow. And he said, you know this there there's been overwrought rhetoric on both sides of this debate. And you know, but he said this voting rights bill was needed because uh, there has been, you know, discrimination, even if it's not what it was um you know, in the Jim Crow era. Um, but it, but it's interesting I one thing when I was working on this reporting was looking at you know what are the demographics in the House and the Senate?
0: The numbers bear out that I mean the, most of the minority groups still do overwhelmingly support Democrats. So you know Joe Biden gets 90 percent of black voters so it the, and, but let, talk about that.
1: Well that's that, absolutely right. Um, Democrats, the majority of minority voters um support democrats or register as democrats etc um and same thing when you look at the congressional representation cq roll call you know keeps tabs on people's race and ethnicity and far in a way you know democrats have have way more people of color generally um representing uh, in congress senators and house uh, for example, right now, there are two um, Black Republicans in the House. So, you know, if if Wesley Hunt were to win, uh, you know, that, that, that would be three. Um, and there's another one, um, another candidate who has, uh, again, is not a first-time candidate, John James in Michigan. He just announced recently that he would be running in the Michigan congressional district Um, He ran twice in 2018 and 2020 for Senate, lost both times, but raised a whole lot of money. Again, a a real strong fundraiser. I think he raised about $50 million for his Senate run in 2020. Um, So when when you have that kind of past fundraising network, you draw on those same people. And uh, you can, it gives you an advantage. It's almost, it's not the same as an incumbent, but it does, you have a, you have your email list, you have your name recognition. Um, but if both of them were to win, and obviously we're a long way from that, that would double the number of black Republicans in the house right now. So it's, you know, it's kind of, it's a small number, but the the party is, um, you know, seeking to have more Diverse representation in Congress.
0: Yeah, and and I've I've got the numbers actually that you uh, that you had in your reporting. House Democrats have 103 members who are people of color, and that includes blacks, Asian American, Pacific Islander, Native Americans, Hispanics. Uh, the House GOP has 19 total. In the Senate, uh, there are eight Democratic senators who are people of color. That includes blacks. Uh, and and Asians uh, and hispanics while there are three uh Republicans uh, of of color so I mean there is a there is a wide disparity uh and 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 we're not you know trying to suggest that there's an uh, you know e- equity in in terms of like the the representation but this trend um I, I think is significant and and you know I, you know South Carolina but getting back to that I mean Tim scott is is a is a Deft fundraiser, uh, and this may just be him being careful because I, you know, the the race between Lindsey Graham and Jamie Harrison for the Senate last year, you know, cost you know more than two hundred million dollars total. So, you know, some of the this may just be him being you know kind of being careful <laughs> because you never know, uh, you know, when you're going to get into a, a fight that's going to require you know require all this money. Um, there's another Senate candidate I wanted to bring up too, uh, and that's Val Demings. Uh, she is um, a, a member of the House. Uh, she is a Democrat. She was at one of the House impeachment managers uh, at, uh, in, during the first impeachment trial. And she is uh, she's a former Orlando police chief. She is black, and she's running uh, to, to oust Marco Rubio in, in Florida. And she, she is a, a, has proved to be a pretty deft fundraiser too, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. She has. Um, And, you know, she's not the only one there's um, I I mean, I think I think what you've seen in, frankly, in both parties is really strong fundraising support for um, black candidates and candidates of color. Um, You know, it's certainly I think if you were to talk to people in kind of the fundraising and the people who help coach people to become candidates. Um, even just a few years ago, a couple cycles ago, they would have said, you know, uh, it's really, really hard for uh, Black people or women or people of color um, to make that decision to run for office and then to, you know, build a strong fundraising base. And it really seems to be kind of a, I don't want to say it's a non-issue, but it's it's clearly not a the barrier that it was, and part of that is you know there are organizations out there, there are PACs, particularly on the Democratic side, but there are PACs that are you know aiming at aim, aimed at boosting um, you know getting donations to uh, candidates that are um, you know black or or women of, of a certain race, etc. So trying to um, you know, pool pool donations and resources to help those candidates. But Val Demings has a a huge, um, has had a, a huge f- couple of huge fundraising quarters. Sherry Beasley in North Carolina, she has essentially cleared the field there, um, and is uh, I think the presumed Democratic uh, Senate nominee. Um, she's also a black woman, so I I, I think you're seeing and you know there it's worth noting there is not currently a black woman in the senate um so there this seems like that might change now these obviously even just being the um uh, getting through a primary is just the first hurdle and there's obviously the general election um and you know we'll be watching how all these candidates do uh, in the run up to the november midterms but um it it seems like there really has been a lot of um fundraising, you know, just success. Um,
0: I, I was struck by how it, it, it seems like, you know, you see somebody like Herschel Walker, right? Who Who is a former professional football player and he's running for, uh, Senate in Georgia he wants to take on raphael warnock he's got a primary, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you know he's got trump's you know support and he's got this profile from being um you know a professional athlete uh but then like Wesley hunt doesn't you know he wasn't a professional athlete i mean like he doesn't have that same sort of profile and he's and he's raising a lot of money and then yeah it, it's it it seems like it's a convergence of Some of these folks have high profile, like somebody like Walker or somebody like Demings who made a a big name for herself as an impeachment manager, or at least got into the public consciousness uh, or somebody like Beasley, who's been in politics for a long time. And then the, it seems like the barrier to raising money is, is a little different now. I mean, Bernie Sanders in particular, you know, champion this, you know, like just, just send $3, you know? So, and so like getting, getting just a people in at, at a smaller entry point for money opens up more cash for other people. And then you can say, we have all these donors and that just sort of grows it. So it's, it really seems to, there is no one overriding factor that's led to this, right?
1: Yeah. And I think you raise a really good point about the growth of the small dollar donors. And it's a phenomenon that really the Democrats um, you know, kind of made an art of. They had their fundraising platform, you know, which has been a, a big success, Act Blue, um, which you know processes like billions of dollars in donations now um, for federal candidates as well as state, local, and as you know advocacy organizations. And Republicans have been working to kind of uh, mimic that with something called Win Red. And, you know, they're, they're catching up, you know, it's not, they're not to the same level yet, but they're catching up and they're, you know, Donald Trump was actually very good at tapping into small donors. Like you're saying, the $3 donors or people bought one of his hats, that was actually a, you know, a campaign donation, um, at least part of it. So, you know, on, on both Republican and Democratic sides, you have seen just a real tapping into small dollar donors, which, you know, you can talk about that's a whole other kind of subject because um, the people who are most likely to be those small dollar donors often are more extreme politically. um, And you can, you know, but in in a sense, people who are, you know, for campaign finance reform overall, um seem to think it's a good thing because it makes it more you know more people are involved in the process more people are um, invested in it i guess um if you will but i think that all of these candidates um have have raised and spent a lot of money in their digital fundraising programs there there it's a recog- there's a recognition that it's a really important um, part of raising money
0: well Kate thank you very much for reading this FEC report so we don't have to <laughs> uh because it it produces reporting like this which i think is really you know it is interesting i don't i don't think v- the voting rights discussion is over by a long shot i think we're going to see a lot uh regardless of where the legislation goes i think this is going to continue to be an issue on both sides and And, you know, this, and then you have, you know, this, this factor coming in is just kind of fascinating. So thank you for, thank you for noting this and talking to these folks and and giving us a clearer picture of it.
1: Thanks for having me on.